Hey everybody, this is Harriet Kamuk, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you a little bit about the concept of delivered. So many times in our lives, we all strive for deliverance from one thing or another. It could be anything. It could be you're stuck on the side of a road and you need someone to come and deliver you. It could just be that whatever you're going through at this time, we all need deliverance. And at a time in our country, this is a crucial time. We're approaching a midterm elections. Inflation is high. Did I say that again? Inflation is high. I nearly had a heart attack at the gas pump recently. I mean, literally looking at the pump, I was rolling my eyes. $5.03 per gallon. We need deliverance, don't we? So we're going to talk a little bit about deliverance today. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about who we are. I'm Harriet Kamak. I'm an author and speaker. My books, Through the Fire, Visions, and Musings of the Spirit are available on Amazon.com as well as bookstores worldwide. I'm also the founder and the executive director of the Exodus Foundation. That's our community nonprofit arm through which we direct and provide services to unhoused women and children in our community. For more information, you can go to harrietcamock.com and from there you will find a link to the exodusfoundation.com and find out how we do this and how you can be a part of the movement. We do this because it was me 20 years ago who found myself in a similar space where I too had to run from my home fleeing violence and had to go to my mother's house in Detroit. And it was there that I found peace and I had to recalibrate, restart my life. There I was, a full-fledged adult in my mid-30s, and yet I had to start all over again. So there you have it. Now you know how old I am, right? I just kind of told you. And I had to restart. And had it not been for the grace of God, had it not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, had it not been for the support system that I had, I could not sit here today. So we endeavored to provide this same sort of relief to others who are experiencing the same kind of crisis. And we do that with your help. So for more information, go to HarrietCamack.com as well as the ExodusFoundation.com and help us to be a part of that. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk with you a little bit about Delivered. And this kind of struck me this week because as I was searching for what next to speak with you on, we have spoken on a plethora of subjects. We have talked more and more about not existential stuff, just down-to-earth everyday principles of living. Here at Harry Kamek Ministries and at Down to Earth, we focus on activities of daily living. How does God apply to my circumstances? It's that intersection of divinity and humanity that interests me the most because how do I translate? You know, we have all seen struggles of people trying to be a Christian. And what does it mean to be a Christian? Is it just a typography? Is it just a title? Is it just a way of life? What exactly is that? For me, it's just simply living. It's just believing in a set of principles that I can be the best version of myself as much as possible. That when I run out of my help and I have no one else to go to, that there is a God who will answer when I look up and say, Father, deliver me. For me, that is that intersection of humanity and divinity. We have seen so many times where people who claim to be preachers, who have literally run into that intersection. And you and I can tell publicly through their own displays that 
They've never really visited that intersection. Maybe they thought that they could take on the role of the divine without recognizing their humanity. We all have a human component. I am just as human as you are. I sit in my space and in this personhood that I am, I'm a mother. I used to be someone's wife. I was a wife. They beat me up, so we're no longer a wife. I am someone's mother. I'm someone's aunt. I'm someone's friend. I'm someone's cousin, someone's niece, someone's boss, someone's something else, right? So we all have a human role to play. So when that occurs, living in my humanity, where does the divine come in? And how do I access the divine? Well, that's what we endeavor to show you through these messages that we bring through Down to Earth. So for more information, go to my website, harrietkamak.com, as well as you can view more programming that we have on this channel, as well as on YouTube. You can go to my website. You can find us streaming on most major podcast platforms. Amen? Amen. I trust that you will be blessed, and I know that you will be empowered and encouraged, no matter who you are. No matter where you're coming from, no matter what stage of life you're in, I promise you, I know that you will be encouraged and uplifted. Amen? Amen. So I want to talk with you today in just a little bit about delivered and what does that mean? I want to tell you what it is and I want to attach the scripture to it that I found that moved me this week. And so I want to tell you a little bit about it. So we're going to turn really quickly in the scriptures to Psalm 97, Psalms 97. As you know, most of the Psalms were written by King David and David wrote them at a time when he himself was striving, when he himself found himself in need of mercy. He was being persecuted by Saul, the sitting king. And because David had killed Goliath, Saul made him enemy, public enemy number one. And was pursuing David and the people loved David and the people thought that, well, since David killed Goliath and, and all the, the, the Philistines who were with him. And so the people felt that, well, maybe David should be our king. So the people loved David and Saul as the leader that he was felt some sort of jealousy. And so he pursued David and paid people to go find David. So David had to hide in caves. The Bible says that King David from the time that he was anointed king to the time he sat on the throne was 33 years. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you might be in a position where you need deliverance. You might be in a position where you need help and you feel that it's been years of striving I am here to encourage you this morning. I'm here to tell you that don't give up. Don't quit. From the time that you had the dream to the time when the dream comes to fruition is a number of years. Don't disparage against that because what that teaches, all those years teach you wisdom. All those years teach you how to navigate various corridors and pathways of power. It teaches you how to navigate businesses. Don't despise small beginnings. Still go for it because in King David's life, from the time he was anointed king by Samuel to the time he actually sat on the throne was 33 years. He was still the king, but he couldn't actually take up the reins of his kingdom until he sat in the seat of being king. I don't know who that is. That may be a message for someone out there. So in this Psalms, we are reading where the psalmist is writing a song of praise to the sovereign Lord. We are examining the name of God, El Elyon, the God of might and power. And it begins in verse chapter one. We're concentrating on verse nine, but 
I want to give you some background here so that we know where we're going with this. In verse number one of Psalm 97, it says, The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad. The multitude of isles, we could refer this to our country right now. We're a multitude of isles. There are 48 contiguous states all connected and each state is its own sovereign nation, sort of. Each state is its own domicile. Each state is its own isle, right? Its own landmass, if you will. And it says, let the multitude of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him, the supreme God. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And it goes on to say in verse chapter 3, a fire goes before him and burn up his enemies round about. I need you to remember that. Fire goes before him and burn up his enemies round about. So whatever you are going through this week, know that the fire of God is going to burn up your enemies this week. Whatever that enemy might be. It could be you're going to work tomorrow and they're going to tell you that they don't need you anymore. Or they want to cut your hours. Or they're going to eliminate your division. But you have children and spouse at home to take care of. You have your retirement to take care of. It could be that you get a letter from the bank saying, we have held out as long as we can. We can't hold out anymore on the mortgage. We need possession of the house. It could be your car. It could be something like the doctor says, well, we've tried all the drugs. We can't. We can and now we can't do anymore. Know this, that let the multitude of us be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him, the most high God. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And a fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. His lightnings light the world. The earth sees and trembles. I love this. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. In one other scripture, in Psalm 68, it says, Let the wicked perish at the presence of God at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. And it goes on to say in verse number seven, it says, let all be put to shame who serve carved images, who boast of idols, worship him, the true God, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. But here is where we're concentrated. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. That means God sits high and he looks low. So you might be thinking that, hey, Harriet, I'm just a person down here just trying to live my life out. I'm nobody. You are important to God. The Bible says he numbers even the hairs on our heads. That means God knows you by name. How does he do that? I don't know. I can't answer that. I can't speak for God when it comes to that. That is something that is a mystery, as the Bible says, about God and his relationship with humans. There are some things that, frankly, I don't agree with God about when it comes to humans. There are some people I don't think that they deserve any mercy, but that's not for me to decide. If it were up to me to decide who gets mercy, a lot of people wouldn't get mercy. But that's thanks be to God who has given us the victory through Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God that he alone is God and he gets to decide who admonishes and who administers justice and who administers mercy. Because frankly, if it were up to me, there are plenty of people whom I wouldn't dish out mercy to. There are plenty of people who I wouldn't see. But the Bible says, for you, O Lord, are most high above all the earth. You're exalted above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. Many of you say, will say, I'm not a Christian, I'm agnostic, I'm atheist, but you still, you hate evil. You speak out against evil. You speak out against racism. You speak out against injustice. When you see injustice, you abhor it. You love God because God is what? 
the foundation of justice. And if he's the foundation of justice and you align, align yourself with justice, you love God, whether you want to believe it or not. Do I have a witness in here? He preserves the souls of the saints. And here is what I want us all to focus on this week. Listen to this. In verse number 10, what does it say? It says, he delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decrease so that you might increase. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart find acceptance in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, let me decrease so that you might increase. And may the words of my mouth find acceptance, O Lord, in your sight. And I thank you, Lord, that we are not just hearers of the word, but we are doers also. We cancel every assignment against us in the name of Jesus. I cancel assignment against my friends, against my brothers and sisters. I empower them and encourage them this week that whatever they're going through, that you, O Lord, are the God of mercy. You are the God of might and that you will come to their help and you will deliver us out of the hand of the wicked. Deliver somebody from sickness and disease. Deliver somebody from being unhoused. Deliver somebody for who needs justice in the court system. Deliver us, O God, in Jesus' mighty name and all in agreement say, Amen. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Now, to be honest with you, we it sounds so affirming and empowering. And I don't know about you, but for so many times in my life, I had to go and seek counsel. I had to go and seek reassurance. There were times in my life, my friend, let me just be honest with you. Can I just share this with you? Can I just tell you the truth? There were times in my life when I myself did not even know whether I was coming or going. There were times when I was so challenged that I did not know if my mouth was going to survive. I didn't know if I would live to see the next day. There were many times when I lay down to sleep at night that I had to ask God for his mercy to raise me up the next day. Why? I had two children who were dependent on me. Those two children needed me to get up and to fight the good fight to keep them going. And because of that, I had to find myself in situations where I got up. I found myself in legal situations when I was going through divorce and separation that I had to ask God to deliver me. There was a time when I was getting divorced. I found myself sitting before a judge. I thought the judge was there to administer justice, but he was answering questions for the other side when the other side accused me of doing things that I had never done. And I had to speak up for myself and say, that is not true. That is a lie. I had to call the judge out and said, seriously, are you really here to defend justice? Or are you here to help the other side against me, a woman who is in need of mercy, who is in need of justice? Amen. There were times in my life when I had to take these scriptures and put the Bible over my head and believe God just for the next day. He delivers us out of the hand of the wicked. Who might your wicked be? I don't know who your wicked is today. I don't know if your wicked is not your boss, your supervisor. I don't know if your wicked is not some guy whom you just dated and who is now sending pictures of you all over the internet. I don't know if the wicked is not somebody whom you put your trust in but robbed you of all your money. I don't know if the wicked is not the stock market. I don't know if your wicked is not the economy, is not inflation. I don't know if your wicked is the fact that you need surgery and you need medical attention, but your insurance doesn't cover it. Whoever your wicked might be, I'm here to tell you, you believe in God. You hate evil. God is going to deliver us. 
He's going to deliver you. He delivered me. He's sure and just that he will show up for you and deliver you out of the hand of the wicked. Amen. Your wicked might be a landlord who is holding a big stick over you. So you're worried about where your children will attend school the next school year. The fall is just around the corner. Let's be mindful of that. And here you are, a wicked landlord just suddenly decides that he's going to put you out. I have lived it. I have been there and had to watch my children and my life dissect because of the actions of some man. Because I did not sleep with him. I was like, you're a viper. I don't sleep with anybody. I am here a woman of God. Don't you dare bring that mess to me. And God delivered us straight up out of the hand of the wicked. I didn't have to raise one finger to that person. All I had to do was trust God, put one foot in front of the other. And I live to tell you within a year, he found his own recompense. He too was put out of his own house and had to move into somewhere else. I kid you not. Such is the reward of the wicked. When you look at stuff like that, you say, wow, yes, God will deliver you. How does God deliver you? Ask Harriet. I've written books about it. Go read my books through the fire. In fact, you don't want to read my books. Just download the Bible app and read it for yourselves. The Bible says of itself that it is an example for us to follow. There are scriptures in there for a reason. It tells us it's not just instructive, but it is also assurance that if we trust God, if we put our trust in God, he's going to deliver us. I don't know who this message is for today. Why is it being pulled out of me so much that you must trust God, that you must have faith in God. Just believe God that he will take you out of it. You're looking at someone who had to cross the Tennessee river. Is that what it's called? I hope so. I hope that's what it's called. I don't want to misrepresent the facts. There I was running from Orlando. Friends, let me tell you this. I was running from abuse. The house was 4,000 square feet almost. There were three. There was a three-car garage. Hello, somebody. There was a pool back there. Hello, somebody. And I found myself in need of deliverance. And I had to run from that. Pack up everything that I owned in a U-Haul truck. Have you ever reached the end of your rope? And all that you have can be in a U-Haul truck. People of God, my friends, I tell you, we have all been there driving hundreds of miles over land to the top of Lookout Mountain in Tennessee and hear the songwriter singing, across the river, I will give you deliverance. Across the river will come peace. And I said to myself, where is this river? It's called the Detroit River. And the Lord said, go to Detroit and I will deliver you. My friends, that was 20 years ago. I have found peace. Here I sit today, able to come to you and tell you how God delivers. Because I have lived it myself. Do I have a witness in here? You can't say, well, Harriet, that might have been your situation. I was an undocumented immigrant. I had two children. The youngest was 15 months. The oldest was 11 years. She had just started middle school. And I interrupted her likelihood that she would go to college. Can I just tell you the truth today? That 11-year-old is now sitting the bar to become an attorney in the state of Michigan. She went to three universities. Are you hearing me? 
Yes, out of that adversity, she became that. Through all her years in middle school and high school, she was not just an exemplary student. Matter of fact, she graduated law school at the top 10 of her class. Why am I telling you this? I'm encouraging you that if you find yourself in the same situation, know that if you trust God, he will deliver you. The youngest, who was 15 months, is now studying biology. She will be a junior at Michigan State University. Why? Because out of my mess, God made a message out of my mess. God delivered us out of the hand of the wicked who was trying to keep us and trying to tell us that God could not do it. Was it the children of Israel whom God had to take through the Red Sea? Was it them whom God had to show them? Did God not speak to Moses? Come on, you've listened to Down to Earth enough. You know by now, God spoke to Moses. He held out the wrath. He held it over the sea. The sea parted and the children of Israel marched right up out of Pharaoh. I don't know who your Pharaoh is today, but I'm here to tell you that God has sent me here to tell you he has delivered you. Maybe you won't believe what the Bible says because you might look at it as a book of myth, a book of mythology, a book of history. That's what they like to say now. But maybe you will listen to somebody in the flesh. I am living, walking, breathing right here telling you that God will deliver you out of it. I'm getting excited myself. My producer sitting behind here is getting antsy because they want to run and jump themselves. God will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked saying, delivered, shout it out, delivered. I am delivered. I sit here today. You can look behind me. There's my book, Musings of the Spirit, published after the abuse. There is the other book, Through the Fire, published after the book. Say, delivered. There is the Exodus Foundation right there. What is it? Delivered, delivered, delivered. Every promise that he made, delivered. Everything he said, delivered. He said, Harriet, I will give you peace, delivered. He said, Harriet, I will deliver you, delivered. He said, Harriet, your children will go to college. Let me tell you something. My ex-husband took the money that was to send my daughter to college. He took it and hid it to somebody else and lost it anyhow. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to send her to college? God laughed. What did I just tell you? She attended what? Three universities. She's a graduate today, a law school graduate. She has two degrees behind her name. What is that? Delivered. You can write what on that? Delivered. God delivered on that promise. When I was out there fretting about how I was going to live, I don't have a house. I'm running from my house and I don't know what. I live in a house today and have a second one that I can house other people's. What do you say to that? Say it. Delivered. In the name of Jesus. They told me that I couldn't do this. That I would run back to the abuse. That after God delivered me out of the hand of the wicked. He not only delivered me. But he made sure that I stayed true to it. He provided so I never have to do what? Live under the hand of the wicked again. The wicked for me was abuse. The wicked for me was violence. The wicked for me was escaping poverty. Running from it. So I would have to live in poverty because I was living this lifestyle over here. So what did God do? He said, I'm going to show you how I deliver you. So what did God do? He made sure I have a house today that I don't pay a mortgage for. I inherited it. What does that tell you? I live in peace and security because that was the promise. And what does it say at the end of it? Delivered from the hand of the wicked. I don't know who you are today. I just feel real strongly that you need to hear this message. 
that God will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked, whatever that wickedness might be. It might be something that I can't fathom. It might be you're living in a space where your child is being molested by the very parent who is supposed to parent the child. It might be that you're living in a space where you say, Harriet, I'm not even a citizen. I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm a refugee. It might just be that you are in a space, in a classroom, in a college dorm, and you don't know how that is going to be paid for. It could be that a professor has the gun over you to determine whether you will make it or not. I tell you this one thing that I know. I'm going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, that the God who delivered me, the same God who showed me mercy, the same God who is spoken of here, the same God who says at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness, this same God is going to deliver you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my friend watching. I pray for this person right now who needs deliverance. It could be that they're older. It could be that they still have to work even though they're older so they won't lose their house. In the name of Jesus, I speak delivered over them. In Jesus' name. It could be that they need medication so that they don't lose their insurance so they can continue to live. Delivered is what I say. It could be that they have a child who is messed up. Delivered. They could have a spouse who is messed up, delivered. It could be a husband. It could be a job situation that they have to go to, delivered in the name of Jesus. I speak life and I speak life into you. And I declare that poverty has no walk over you, no power over you. Sickness and disease disappear from your body. And in the name of Jesus, you are delivered in Jesus' name. Be blessed, everybody.